Silhouette Zero presents Coruscant is Cracking. World-building one-shot sessions with the patrons and listeners of Sil Zero. I'm your host and GM, Chris Ng. And if you want to also play a session on the air, make sure you check out SilZero.com. That's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. And check out the links to sign up. Today, we will be diving into the depths of Coruscant, down to the very surface that holds up the planet-wide megalopolis. But before we do, let's meet our player. Hi, my name is Chris Lahotsky, and I am playing Wintro Dusty Rangan, a Duros engineer scientist. Yeah, I started listening to Still Zero, oh god, probably 2016, 2017. It was still in the first season. And I've uh, been a patron most of that time. Um, and typically, I listen to the show while I'm at work. I do band instrument repair. So I use my hands all day, but not a lot of uh, language stuff. So I'm podcast all day. It is 10 a.m. local Coruscant time. Although you would never know it down here in the depths. Sunlight isn't something that has been down here for perhaps centuries? No one's quite sure. After the initial announcement that Coruscant was falling apart, the Senate immediately demanded additional studies be conducted blind studies, alternate studies, studies that double-check the original work of Dr. Quinn Sordessa, studies that had nothing to do with her, studies that might validate, invalidate, whatever. The Senate felt more information was better. And amongst all those demands for studies came the contract from the University of Cortina where the research vessel, well, research station, KX-9227, was sent down to the depths. The station is an interesting bit of technology. It is uh, not quite a ship, but not quite a building. It's really a massive floating laboratory powered by a huge repulsor field engine that interacts with the natural gravity and magnetic fields of Coruscant, similar to how the Cloud City manages to stay afloat all the time. This research station is currently um, quite high above you because you are right now in the substation that has been uh, deployed below. I dig it. Attached to a tether. This uh, machine, this substation is uh, slowly heading towards the surface level with the main research station above. This is extremely important in a situation like Coruscant because stuff's always falling. And uh, you need a shield above you. Because who knows what's going to fall from above and come smashing down. Today is sensor packet day. The day that you 
Dusty Rungan have been waiting <laughs> for a long time because this is finally the day that you're going to be able to do something. As a seismologist, you can't really do a lot without seismological data. And while you have enjoyed looking out the window at the increasingly darkened depths of Coruscant, there's only so much looking you can do. The substation is much, much smaller. It really only has the few pieces of equipment that you're going to need for this particular mission. Um, right now you are in, I guess, the equivalent of a dressing room. Uh, you have your personal equipment that you brought with you. There's some gear stashed along the walls that you're going to have a chance to kind of look through in a second. But mostly you just have a moment to collect your thoughts about this very important day. What are you doing? What do you look like? And what do you think about? Hmm. I, it, it, it's a weird mix of being excited because this is a new thing and it is pretty wild and also like not wanting to be here at all. Uh, Dusty's whole deal is he really just likes the benefits of a government job working for this this big university and kind of likes to do the bare minimum you know publish just what he needs to to keep his tenure that sort of thing um but this was too big of an opportunity to pass up but um i th i think he's thinking about um the fact that he would rather be doing uh like little space fighter races which is what he does in his spare time as a hobby. Uh, let's see, what does he look like? Uh, tall Duros, probably just a shade over six feet tall. Um, I don't know, kind of bluish, greenish skin, red eyes. Uh, nothing sinister like, like your Cad Banes of the world, though. He's, uh, he's a bookish sort. Now, Duros have a um, natural connection to hyperspace, I believe, right? Because they get a bonus for astrogation. Yes. Yeah, I get a, a, a boost on... A, just Or no, I'm sorry, a permanent advantage on any astrogation check. Um... Oh. And they come with a free rank in space piloting. You know that you've got to do two things before you can start on your mission. Well, three things probably. First, you're gonna or one thing you'll have to do is check in with your droid. One is to check in with your crewmate, and lastly, is gonna make your your decision about how you're gonna go about your mission in terms of equipment. Which of those three things do you want to do first? Check in with the droid, check the equipment. What was the third thing? I apologize. Talk to your crewmate. Talk to the crewmate, which is Dr. Dime. Yeah, Dr. Bitto Dime. I think I will uh, probably check in with the droid and see how he's doing first. He or she. I don't know how they identify. You look at the droid. It's a DRK-1 probe droid. Silhouette zero size. Um, it's basically the kind that um, 
Darth Maul had on Tatooine. Okay. Kind of a ball floating around. This one is a little bit more modified. It does have a couple of manipulator arms and some specialized tools. Um, it doesn't really have much of a personality as far as you can tell. It's a, it's a bit of a stock model where um, its main purpose is to basically be a second set of hands to whoever is, is going to be placing this um, sensor packet. It does float, which is a, very useful. Um, sure. It can um, use some basic tools. It can provide light. Uh, you know, just just sort of be a, be a little pal. Uh, it's not dark and black and sinister like the other kind. It's a, it's a bright safety yellow. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of envisioning a, this thing as like a um, like uh, like James Cameron and his little submersible going to look at the Titanic. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Probably, probably about. But did you have you played Deep Rock? I have not. Okay. Because there's kind of a robot that, that if you play a single player, that I'm, that I'm kind of basing this off of, where it's just sort of... Okay. It's like a, your, your little assistant pal. Got um, it. It's, uh, it reports to you that it is ready to go whenever you need to. Um, right now it has... Um, as tool functions, it can dig. It can place... It can shine light, um, but if you want to make any modifications to that now, you may. You do know that you're going to have to place six sensor packets. Okay. Big place, shine light. Uh, does it have, like, it has, like, sensor arm or some kind of manipulator arms where it could carry things or lift things if need be? Correct. Yeah, but it's got two arms and... Um, you know, the same capacity as an average uh, human, I guess. Cool. Okay. Although it, only, it only has brawn one, so maybe slightly less, but it can pick Fair stuff enough. up. Um, yeah, I'm happy with that. It, it seems to be in pretty good working order. Yes, it, it's it's perfectly operable. Um, do you want to give it a nickname? Um... I don't know. Uh, uh, you said it's a DRK one. That mm -hmm. seems on the nose. Um, dark one. Uh, but you said he's safety yellow. Uh, yeah. Just like Buddy, I guess. Okay. We'll go with Buddy. Dust Dusty is not one for uh, real fancy names and nicknames. He indicates that he will now acknowledge the name Buddy. Excellent. Um, so what do we have for equipment for this excursion? So you're looking at the equipment. There's kind of two ways you could you could kit yourself out. You know that you have to go down onto the surface, or someone's going to have to go down to the surface and place the sensor packets. Now, your crewmate has been hired specifically for for his expertise in doing such a thing. So, really, do you have to go out by yourself? Uh, that's <laughs> kind of up to you. So there's two options. One, you can go in the little... It's a device that they call the Wobble Pod. Um, it's basically a floating repulsor, like, research station. But, like, portable. Like, phone booth-sized, right? 
Okay. So it'd be like in a self-contained flying unit. You would have access to your databases, sensor inputs. You could communicate with your teammate and um, the droid buddy. Um, the advantages to this is that you're probably going to be safer. You don't have to get your feet dirty. Um, and, you know, um, just have like a bird's eye view of a situation. However, you are also going to be relying on not your own two hands to be placing the packets. The other version of this is to just put on the Enviro suit yourself, um, take a couple of ascension cables, some flares, and, uh, you know, hmm. hoof it. That sounds more narratively interesting. Believe me, that'll be narratively interesting no it, matter what you do. <laughs> it feels out of character, though. I think I would probably, uh, I, I would probably do Overwatch for my compatriot here. Uh, and, and I'll take the wob wobble pod and I'll, I guess, direct him and Buddy to, uh, Okay, so you look over the wobble pod. It's all charged up and ready to go. It doesn't have any weapons. Um, to do anything crazy with it, you're going to have to do, like, a piloting check. Okay. It does have a negative... It does have one black to handling. Uh, well, it's not I have, really meant to do anything I have two space crazy, piloting but. and no planetary piloting. So this will be fun. Yeah, I wonder... Well, yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure you'll be fine. Yeah. I don't I don't know that the character knows the difference. So it'll be a fun <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Alright, so then this is gonna go down to uh you just have to talk to your crewmate unless there's anything else you want to do first. Um no, I think I'm good. Let's uh Dr. Dime, are you ready? You approach Dr. Bido Dime. Um and Ugnot. Stout and powerful. You know a couple of things about him. You've had a couple of conversations uh, on your way here to toward the bottom of Coruscant. Um, firstly, you know that he was hired by the same university, University of Cortina, and so you have no doubt that he has been properly vetted and um, credentialed and is going to be the best person for this mission, at least as so far as your university is concerned. However, when he introduced himself, he did say he was a professor of adventure and that his PhD was in danger. <laughs> I love it. So I don't know how he how uh, how you feel about that right now. <laughs> I think he is just the person to be outside in the Enviro suit. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I, that about tracks. I think we've been perfectly paired. So he is already wearing his uh, EV suit. He's got all of his equipment. He, he is sitting there. Um, the sensor packets are in a nice little, you know, uh, two by three stack of, well, they're, they're in like uh, transport cubes right now. Those little like auto floating repulsor cubes. Uh, but. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Bidodime is very concerned right now with some canisters, which he is currently very carefully loading into his backpack. And he sees you enter the main area of this uh, substation. He goes, 
Ah, you've come just in time as I'm preparing this last bit of mission critical equipment. What uh, what sort of equipment have you got there? Ah, well, take a look for yourself. And he hands you one of the canisters. Okay. It is a uh, canister of self-heating soup. <laughs> um, you said soup, like like to eat at lunch. Yes. Okay. Soup. <laughs> uh, uh, this how, one how many is... of these does he have? Well, he seems to be loading four into his backpack, and they're okay. they're not small. They're like you know, um, standard thermos sized. Okay. Uh, does he have like any other indicate? Does he have like a a bedroll or a tent or anything like that? Dude? No, he doesn't look like he's capping out. He's okay, just so packing. So he a knows lot of it's a day trip. Yes. Okay. He's just gotta stay, uh, gotta stay hydrated with salt and meat and vegetables. Well. Or what is in his soup? Yeah, I mean, it, it, this one says, um, hmm, uh, this one says Solaston Spicy Stew. Are these, um, do, do the canisters look like they're, like, something that he packed at home? Or something that he bought off the shelf, like with the stew in them. Perception, one purple. Okay, that's two green. Uh, failure with two advantages. Okay. Um, as far as you know, these are not any kind of can you've seen purchased at a store. Um, but it doesn't look like he homemade it either. Okay. Maybe he bought it wholesale? Oh, like one does. Yeah. And he goes, Of course, you are fully aware of the many applications that self-feeding soup can be done, can be used in a survival situation. Well, uh, of course. Uh, theoretically. Have you have you uh, had the chance to read my book, A uh, Thousand and Twenty-Four Ways to Use Self-Heating Soup in a Survival Situation? I started it. Ah. Uh, it it is it is still uh on on my nightstand at the moment of course of course it, it is one that it's a work that one should re revisit regularly and slowly uh, should you should you ever come across it again um i'd be happy to sign most it most that, that i i would be that would be most gracious gracious of you Yes, well, now that I'm done packing these, I believe I'm all ready to go. Now, will you be joining me on this uh, I little escapade? I think I'm going to take out the wobble pot. Ah, excellent idea. And and provide support. Yes, yes, eyes in the sky and all that. Yeah. Couldn't have thought of it better myself. You, after all, you are the, uh, the adventurer. Um, now, I am curious... What might I expect down here? The mission briefing was rather thin. That is an excellent question that I'm not sure I know the answer to. How about um, you roll me some kind of knowledge check? And tell me what you want to use. Um, I've got two ranks in knowledge education. 
Let's do that. Okay. Uh, two purple, one black. Yeah, I have researcher. Remove a black per rank of researcher from all knowledge check. Researching a subject takes half the usual. Sounds good. Okay. So two yellow, two green, two purple. That is two successes, two advantages, and a triumph. Woohoo! Hopefully you don't need that triumph later. I can't bank right. it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so off the top of your head, you know that, um, of course, down here at the bottom of the crust level of Coruscant is uh, not usually used. In fact, it's kind of difficult to know what the original biomes were on this on portions of Coruscant since it's been pretty much completely covered by city. Now, your what researchers that have bothered to send probes down here even before the issues with the possible destruction of the planet have indicated is that um, over the thousands of years Coruscant has been like this, of course, uh, bi uh, evolutionary biology has turned on and that there will be many creatures down here that have adapted to this specific style of living. Um, there's also, of course, the possibility that all the random bits of waste and hyperfuel and whatever that's been falling down here has caused some rapid mutations and, again, like, um, alterations to adapt to all the harsh living environments. So that would probably take up your successes and your advantages would probably be that, um, it is not unreasonable that some of the creatures down here would be very harmless and some would be very dangerous. What are we looking at as far as breathable atmosphere? Um, as far as the sensors indicate, it is breathable. However, out of an abundance of caution, uh, Dr. Dime will be wearing a, um, rebreather and filtration system. Okay. Yeah, I have no idea what I would use that Triumph to do. Uh, maybe that he is impressed at my off-the-dome knowledge. Uh -huh. Wow. Well, I feel much better. Much more prepared. I will keep myself at the highest alert. Excellent. We'll bank, we'll bank those on some blues. Give you uh, two blues just to float around. Okay. All right. Mission time. But before we do, please roll three force dice to establish the destiny pool. Yay. One light side, two dark side. All right. Time to go. You step into the wobble pod. And Dr. Dime steps into the airlock, gives you a salute. The substation touches down on the ground. And your mission right. begins. And the wobble pod is enclosed. It's not like a like a shark diving cage. Correct. It, it it's um. I'm thinking like a Jetsons type situation, or like a standard UFO. You've got sort of a bubble. Okay. Canopy cool. around you. And is Buddy going with uh, Doctor Dime, or is he kind of at that my behalf? Up to you. Okay. Um. I think I'll have him follow Dr. Dime at a distance. Am, am I am I going to be doing that as well, I would assume? Or am I staying kind of in one place? 
Um, roll me a perception, if you would. It'll be um, two purple. Are you using lights or not? Ooh, I think I would start with lights on, yeah. Okay, then roll me uh, one, one blue, one black. Okay, so that's two green, two purple, one blue, one black. That is two successes and two threats. So you know the mission from the research station has indicated that where the substation has just set down is the most stable position for you to do your work and puts you closest to the area that you need to, to deploy the sensor packets. However... You do also know, especially doing your initial scan around the area, that uh, Dr. Dime is going to have to scale down some cliffs and cross some chasms. Now, he does have the equipment to do that, but you're going to have to probably help him navigate down to those locations as he does. Okay. Um, yeah, in that case, I would like to kind of maneuver this thing so that it like past the cliff edge and then shining down on the shining the lights down on the cliff itself to give him a uh, a better better view of what he's doing so you're uh, trying do it in to... such a way that like the lights aren't like shining into his face okay. okay so you're trying to just be as like supportive as possible yes. and um, is is dusty here a doctor or is um, he just a professor i think he is a doctor but one of those like just barely like he's finagled his way into like a weird long-term research position that doesn't necessarily require a lot of work like he has the the intelligence and uh, and know-how to have have gotten there mm -hmm. but is is definitely taking full advantage of the position and hasn't hasn't added a lot to like the sum total of uh, essential knowledge. Got it. Doctor Dusty, do you copy? Ten four, uh, Doctor Dot. Excellent. Thank you for the assistance in the light here. I'm going to de to deploy the first cable to make my first cross. Uh, would you like assistance from Buddy, or uh, our little? little droid companion here negative negative it doesn't seem to be very windy down here okay we'll we'll remain in the wings should you need it it seems that the rock around here is quite stable as well most excellent that that concurs with my finding so it's gonna be a yellow and a green and two purple one black so he aims, he fires his ascension cables. He gets his one success, one threat. You watch as he glides across the cabling to the other side of the chasm, disconnects the cables and loads it back onto his system. Um, he does gain one strain from this. Do, do I notice him like miffing the landing or anything? Uh, perception, please. Two purple, one blue. Uh, 
two successes, three threats. Okay. Um, so he he does crash. Interestingly. So it looks like he puts his feet out to catch himself against the rock. But then the wall seems to bend when he touches it. And then it, it collapses in on itself. There's a huge plume of kind of brown dust that shoots up all around him. And he, he sort of waves it off. It's something growing on these walls. Uh, would I know what that is? or Would you like to try to use the sensors in the wobble pod? Yeah. Uh, would that be okay. computer? It can either be computers or it can be perception per rules as written. I'll let you pick. Well, uh, perception I roll two dice, computers I roll four. Okay. So it's going to be um, computers, two purple, three black. Ooh. Uh, that is three successes and two threats. Oh man, you keep you <laughs> these threats, man. This is really interesting. Yeah, I don't know what to do with this because, <laughs> like, it's not straining. <laughs> oh, I know what I know what's happening. <laughs> oh sure, <laughs> it's not good for you. Um. So you do you do an initial scan in the wobble pod and you and base you had a hunch to start with anyway. It's it's some kind of fungus. It's large patches of of mushrooms. Um based on the profile that you're getting from the data, it probably doesn't smell very good, but it doesn't pose any biological threat okay. to Dr. Dime. Uh would I notice anything about like the Sorry, I'm like derailing the narrative here. I I, okay. I want to like. Now I'm kind of concerned for my safety in the wobble pod, or for Buddy's safety. Uh -huh. uh, do, do they look like they're um, with with his like safety yellow casing? Does it does it look like there's any kind of uh, like the fungus is like trying to eat into the the metal? Um, based on I'd... your scans, it is not toxic in that way. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's 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 basically harmless to your equipment and to the and to the biological beings. Like I said, based on your best estimations, it probably doesn't smell very good. But, but you're in the wobble pod, so you don't gotta worry about that. Yeah, and I I think I would have the rebreather on anyway, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just du double up on. Dusty on... doesn't like to go outside. <laughs> He, he's doing this just because it's like above like the base level interesting but he, he's he's kind of weird about it. uh the dr don lands just slightly straight yeah he um now continues forward and um you know starts unloading the first of the canister or not the canisters the crates Sensor package one. Okay, what does that look like? 
So it opens up the crate, and it's fairly simple. Um, it is just sort of a seismological device. He sets it up, he pushes a button, it, you know, stabs itself into the ground. And then there's a beacon indicator, beep, 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 bing. Light turns green, and then in the wobble pod, you get a verification signal that the sensor packet is now properly transmitting to what you need to be doing. Okay. One down, five to go? Correct. All right. Uh, how far, how far apart do these need to be? You haven't pre, you haven't previously mapped, and so you have to kind of go down. You're in sort of a, a gorge, I guess is the way you would put it. And so okay. uh, the next one is is further, like lower in elevation. But you also know from the mapping that he's not going to have to cross. This one's fairly easy. He just has to hike down a okay. bit. Well, I guess we uh, we continue on. Mm-hmm. You continue if the rest like, of this uh, is that easy, we'll be home in time for lunch. Maybe we'll have to try out some of this self-heating soup. Ah, yes. It's a quite a variety of uh, flavors that I've packed. Of course, the, as you know from the book, variety is key to survival. In most species, anyway. Particularly humanoids are very accustomed to novelty in their mouths. Well, we wouldn't want to have the same thing every day now, would we? Not unless you're some species, they actually prefer that. I think mm. the... The Sreenbrook? Definitely the Gand, I think. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a Gand eat. Have you ever seen a Gand eat? You know, I have not. Uh, the only gand I've ever met have been uh, inside one of those one of those exosuits with the uh, with the ammonia breather they like. Or is meat, it, I is suppose. It possible that they just breathe. Perhaps they're hmm. photosynthetic. This might be a subject for a paper later on. I didn't know you had an interest in um, xenobiology. Oh, I don't. <laughs> I, I, you, you seemed interested. Oh, oh, well, yeah, I am interested, although it's not really within my realm of expertise. Well, at any rate, shall we? Uh, shall we get on with uh, placing these sensors? Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, Getting to the bottom of things, as it were. I, I am prepared now to deploy packet two. Ah, excellent. Do, 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 do. Let us get to it. Oops. Boom. And you get the clear data from packet two. All seems good. All right. And the data is is coming through. Do I have um, do I have access to like the live feed coming from the sensor? Uh, yeah, you do. Okay. It's it, as as expected to some degree. I know the the Senate sent us down for a second opinion of sort. Sure. I mean, you haven't okay. really had time to get a baseline reading, but everything's it looks like it's working just the okay. way it's supposed to. Gotta show those tectonic denier. Um, perception, please. Or computers, if you want, if you want to be using your sensors with one. Uh, if it's a passive, I would probably just use my perception, uh, unless there's something that like makes me like. 
specifically go to the center. Uh, what's the difficulty? Um, or or I would take vigilance if that's of any help. Um, that is light. Yeah, what's the difficulty? Which one are you uh, using? Vigilance. I have uh, one yellow, one green. And you said a blue? Yeah. Uh, two purple. Could I use one of my bouncing blues? Yes. Okay. Three successes. After Dr. Dime deploys the second sensor packet, you see a swarm of white carapace bugs rushing past him. They're probably the size of your, the palm of your hand. Um, and Ooh. they they actually seem to be ignoring him and the sensor packet. So for a second, you're a little bit panicked as they're rushing toward him, but then it go completely around him and uh, right toward the mushrooms and they start to eat the mushrooms. Okay. That is fascinating. Maybe I am developing a uh, an interest in xenobiology after all. Dr. Dime does not seem to have noticed. Uh, I would definitely call that to his attention. Just in a, hey, check that out. An interesting interaction between the uh, the flora and fauna. Or bugs fauna. He turns around. Ah, local wildlife. Um, thankfully, they don't have a taste for Ugnaught then, isn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. Interesting, though. I bet they'd love to get a hands on that soup, though. Hmm, I hadn't thought of that. I'll have to secure the soup carefully. I wonder, though, what happens if you turn off your light? Uh, okay, I'll turn off the light. Um, and it's dark enough down here. Like, will will we be able to see anything? Or uh, you don't know. You imagine I would go right time. for the center. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna turn the light off. Is and, uh, are you having Buddy turn his off too? Yeah. Okay. All the lights go out. It's pretty creepy at first. There's just that moment while your eyes are adjusting that all you have are your instrument panel illumination. You can't really see anything. And then mm-hmm. you can see that the the bugs have a sort of bioluminescence to them. They glow a mostly white but faintly blue aura. And that the uh, the mushrooms themselves have a very faint, faint uh, kind of greenish brown aura to them. Interestingly, you can actually make out Doctor Dime since he's covered in the mushroom spores from earlier. Okay. Um, do the bugs seem to be taking any notice of that fact? No, they don't seem to be interested in him at all. He's coming closer to them, though, and he picks one up. Hmm. I wonder if they've been named. I named the Skitterbugs. Skitterbugs. Righto. I will duly log it. Ha-ha! I discovered a bug! That certainly will get me some sort of recognition somewhere. Is there nothing you cannot do, Dr. Dunn? I wonder if I can eat it. Um, maybe in a more controlled, <laughs> uh, situation, shall we? Ah, yes, of course. I'll have to bring a specimen container next time I make a walk down here. Uh, next package, shouldn't we? Yes. Um, I think I will have Buddy turn his light back on. 
to kind of give us some focus, but like not have the full on bright lights from the uh, wobble pod. Yep. So I can get as much of the best of both worlds as I can. Click, buddy, guy has his guide light on. You're just sort of monitoring the situation. And interestingly, packet number two starts to pick up like really strong vibrations all of a sudden. Okay, I relay that to Dr. Time. Hey, uh, the sensor you just placed is giving off some strong reading. Well, that's interesting. I, well, I feel it. Something's coming. Does, do I have a way to like, I know it's probably a little bit late to ask this, but do I have a way to drop like an emergency line to him if he needs it? Um, for a point. Okay. I will keep that in mind. <laughs> okay. So he thinks he feels it. Yes. And so you see him kind of looking around for, for somewhere to move out of the way. Does to... he have, um, do, do I see any kind of a clear, clear direction for him to go? Oh, uh, interesting. You can do perception with a black because your light isn't okay. on. Uh, difficulty two still. Uh, yes. Okay, two green, two purple, and a black. Success and three threats. Okay, there's there's a way. If he does a, if he makes a running jump, you're pretty sure he can make it to the opposite to like a a, um, a ledge on the opposite side of a gap to okay. his left. I I'm going to point that out to him. Doctor Time, if you go to your left and take a running jump, you should be able to get clear of the the area and clear of whatever danger this may pose. Uh, do you require assistance? I may be able to, to drop a line. Um, he's already running. Okay. So he's gonna make an athletics check, which thankfully for him is quite Can strong. Can Buddy help out? Um... Sure. So here's what you're going to do. Roll me a computer to basically like relay that information quick enough for Buddy to be in position. Okay. Um, that'll be... Three successes. All right, perfect. So what do you want him to do? Just be in position to grab him just for... Yeah, to like help catch him in... In case he, uh, in case he doesn't quite get the jump all the way. Got it. Okay, so he will have an opportunity. Um, and in case the, in case the, there's more of those fungus spores, like if the land. So I am using those. Um, no, you know, I'm going to use two of those threats to give him strain for attempting this, and then the last one as a black for his roll. So he's going to do an athletics check to see if he can make this jump. Fortunately, he's quite athletic, so it is actually uh, three yellow, one green, two purple, one black. Oh! Oh. Alright, so five successes, four threats, one triumph. <laughs> Everything rolled something different. <laughs> so yes, he leaps across, and it's a beautiful jump. Clears it perfectly. I'm going to give him uh, four additional strain, so he is about halfway at strain threshold right now. The triumph, though, is that um, he slides 
perfectly unharmed and nestles himself under a into a little gap in the in the rock not trapped or anything just perfectly protected as a massive beast comes crawling up the side of the it is um got four legs and a tail very salamander like in design mm-hmm. it is silhouette two i know wait is it three i couldn't figure you know i had a hard time with this it's big it's quite big i don't think it's quite silhouette three silhouette three is a an x um i think so i think because the some of the smaller freighter ships are silhouette four i believe Oh yeah, so maybe even it might even be silhouette four. It's big. It is quite large, and it comes streaking up with incredible speed. Um, it has gross white. A wing is silhouette three. Oh yeah, it's bigger than an A wing, so it's silhouette four. Gross white skin. Yeah. So his triumph is that he's perfectly protected right now. He's not detected by this this uh, salamander creature. Um. And I it, do Buddy to turn his light off. Okay, yeah, he's Buddy turns the light off. <laughs> what is that thing? Uh, I think I need to roll a. Uh, that be a xenology. Yep. Okay. Or you could use or education three. if you want, because I believe the rules state you can use education in light of anything, if needed. Oh. Bonus. Okay. Two yellows, two green. Uh, how many purple and or red? Um, this is really a two purple, two black situation. Okay. What are the black? I have two ranks of researcher to remove black. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, That's fine. Knowledge. Six successes and two threats. Yeesh. Okay. So I could take a couple strain as if it was a fear check. Hmm. Alright. So what I will say is that this is not something that is known. This is not cataloged. But you have enough education to be able to make some pretty competent guesses about what this creature's biology is as you might guess it has evolved to survive here in the the deep deep dark Mm -hmm. it's gonna have a keen sense of smell which you can tell already it is sniffing the air very carefully and also flicking the, the air with its tongue and very developed sense of hearing possibly also like the ability to sense vibrations in the ground Vision is going to be weak. It's not necessary down here. There's not generally enough light for sharp vision to be useful. And okay. it's definitely predatory and carnivorous. This thing will not be leaving Dr. Dime alone. Do I have, or could I have, with the flip of a point, uh, the ability to to like have some kind of a sprayer on the wobble pot 
okay. if I could get the, the fungal spores off of Dr. Duck. Ah, to like clean them off? Yeah. Sure. Okay. I I would like to uh do that. How do I flip up oh, click? Yeah, if you click it, there you go. And so what I will say is you have a sprayer, it's probably short range. So you're gonna have to get a little bit closer to him. He's okay. he's also hiding in his little nook, so Um I will come to him and relay uh what I've been able to deduce about about a creature like this. That uh it's probably going to be attracted to the fungal spores that he got on it from that first glance. And that, uh, I'm going to try and get closer to spray him off. Um, does this thing have a good sense of hearing, did you say? Uh, it, mm-hmm. You're not, because of the threats, you're not quite sure whether or not the hearing or the smell is going to be more developed. They're both probably pretty good. I'm going to direct Buddy to hover up vaguely out of reach, but make as loud a noise as he possibly can towards in the direction of the other cliffside that uh, Dr. Dime just jumped from and try to use that as a distraction for me to get closer and spray him down. Ah, okay. Very good. So we're going to run a couple of checks here at the same time in a minute. Sure. <laughs> Dr. Dom's like, You think that it's going to smell me because I landed in some stinky mushrooms? Pretty much. Actually, um, yeah, I think we might need to use this uh, canister of self heating soup as bait if this doesn't work. <laughs> Very well. That is why I packed four of them. I do also have my flares if we need them. I don't know how, how much the flares will be uh, against a creature like this down here in the deep dark. Okay, I will trust your judgment on this. On your mark, I will leave my safety hook, my safety nook and proceed to the closest air, wide open area so you can, as you say, spray yes. me down. So what do we need to roll? Okay, so Buddy has floated into position. Ah, uh, what? <laughs> Buddy does not have what was the uh, what was that thing that Click had in season three, distracting behavior. Yes, um, <laughs> does not have distracting behavior, but I guess it would be a deception check. Hmm. I have a talent called careful planning. Okay. Once per session, may introduce a fact into the narrative as if a destiny point was being spent. Ooh. I think that the previous person, the previous researcher that used Buddy on a mission like this, did it on their own and they got lonely and they installed like basically a high grade, um, stereo speaker system to listen to music into buddy got it so that's what he's going to be using yeah um any particular so it's music? not just not just beeps and whistles okay so um any particular music or like local like transmissions i think i think if he has access to um did you play jedi fallen order 
Yes. If he has access to the uh, the song that Cal was listening to at the very, very beginning. Ah, uh, yes, of course. It's like the Mongolian sounding. Um, yeah, the Mongolian like rock. throat singing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That, that might pass for something almost animalistic. Got it. All right. So that starts playing at the same time. So the salamander does sort of react to it, turns its head, starts approaching that direction. Do you give the command um, now? I want to wait just a beat, but yeah. Okay. So I'm going to roll. I have the salamander D6 behavior randomizer. <laughs> so I, I wrote a little table. And so I'm going to roll it and see what the re behavior randomizer is going to tell me to do. Excellent. Okay. <laughs> so the salamander pauses listening to the uh, blaring Mongolian rock. <clears throat> and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, all of a sudden deploys from its sides, the sort of... Uh, Flappy fins like a Dilophosaurus from Jurassic Park. You know, the spinning guy. Okay. So those things come out of its, the sides of its neck, and it starts screeching back a horrible sound. <laughs> it attacks you biologically. Like, it's the worst sound you've ever heard in your entire life. Um, so you need to make some sort of mental check to defend against it, as will uh, Dr. Dime here. I will take uh, cool. I will take discipline. Um, I have literally none of those skills. Uh, so I'll just roll two green. It's my cunning, willpower, and presence are all just two. What am I rolling again? Um, Can I take one of the other of my bouncing blues? Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to flip a point, so we're going to make it a red and a purple. Two greens, a blue, a red, and a blue. Two successes, two advantages. Okay. So you will be taking three strain, although if you want to reduce sure. that to one because of your advantages, you um, can do that. I will take the strain, and I'd rather give uh, Dr. Dime blue. Okay. Okie doke. Yeah, he's slightly better off. He doesn't have any of those skills either, but he does have three green. Um, so he's three green, a blue, a red, and a purple. And I flipped another point to make that purple and red. Oh, no. Ooh. <laughs> Oh, I tried. Two advantages and a despair. Um, so, poor, poor Dr. Dime. He was already at 7 out of 13 strain. He is now at maximum strain. He clutches his ears and he falls unconscious. Stuck in his little oh, nook. Yeah. Um, can I get close enough to... Pose him down when he while he's in that, or is it just not enough to uh, to wash him off? Sure, you can do that. 
Okay. So you're bringing the wobble pod within is, range, basically. Yeah. Okay. So do some sort of weapon aiming check for me. Um. I have ranged light. It seems like a gunnery check, since I would be doing it from yeah, control. Yeah, but I mean, I, I would take I would take ranged light. I mean, it's a water it's a water hose. It's not like manning turbo lasers, <laughs> okay. right? Like, sure. I'll take ranged light. Um, cause it's not going to be an easy shot. It's going to be, um, uh, it's short range. So it's one purple, but it's in partial cover. Sure. So, um, is that a, yeah, it's a black, yeah, yeah. a black. Okay. One yellow, two green, a purple and a black, and a failure with an advantage. Okay. You start spraying around at the rock. Um, try as you might, you can't quite seem to get a steady stream in there. Or if you do, you're not even sure if you're hitting him or not. Uh, meanwhile, Mongolian Rock continues to echo through the cavern, and the salamander is now going to use the behavior randomizer to see what to do. And it's now going to attack whatever is closest, which of course right now is Buddy. Oh, hey. So the salamander takes a running leap to strike at Buddy. This is not going to be a very fun roll. Um, <laughs> well, it actually will be kind of fun to roll it. It's just not. It's not great. For it's a lot of dice. I didn't think I'd get attached to this trip. <laughs> Nobody ever does. Uh, now roll it. The, uh, we can. Okay, so it is two yellow and three green because <laughs> it does have a brawn of five and against two purple. I'm going to upgrade. Okay, so against the red and the purple. Uh, that is a success and four advantages. So that is um, five damage plus four plus one. So ten damage. <laughs> What buddy stuff? Uh, three. <laughs> and his wound threshold is four. <laughs> so, awesome. There's not really much else to talk about. He just whoosh, single swipe with a claw, boom. Just like pieces. Pieces everywhere. <laughs> now, you said this was like a jumping strike. Yes. Did, uh, what, where, where did this creature end up? Uh, let's see. With all those advantages, um, he's going to land on the opposite side of the cavern or of the of the gorge here. So now he's on the side where Doctor Dime is currently unconscious. Oh, and where the wobble pot okay, is floating. Okay, I thought this were starting. Shoot. Um, I gotta save save my 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 compatriot here. Adventure is his middle name. <laughs> Cannot go out like this. Um, but you have a moment, right? He the, the salamander does not seem to be aware of Doctor of Doctor Dime. Um, it was mostly attacking the loud thing. Sure. How um how how do you recover strength from from a character who's unconscious? Uh, medical check usually. I'm not sure how you're gonna do that from the pod. Yeah. What um. Him landing the pod is gonna make 
know. Uh, it depends on how well you do on the piloting check. Can't Miranda. Click <laughs> will one day find all of our data log. Yeah. Or whoever the main character is. <laughs> so because um because you are a intelligence-based character. Should you wish, you may roll some sort of intelligence-based um, roll, and if you score well on the roll, I will give you some additional ideas that this character might think of that you as a player may not. Okay. Um. Yeah, I was I, I was thinking spending a point to try and make some kind of like a uh, like a claw machine mm. kind mm -hmm. of grabby thing decided the wobble pod's got all sorts uh, maybe I could either grab Dr. Dime or grab the creature uh, I think I would grab um, but I am happy to roll a knowledge education check. okay so similar to like the, uh, that the checks awesome. that Kobe does um, with like slicing Basically, it's a it's a pick your poison. So as um, as many as you're willing to wager in terms of number and level of dice, like the higher the risk, the higher the reward. Okay. Um. Well, I'm rolling four dice on mine. We'll go with three. Okay. Three purple. Three successes and a threat. Okay. Give yourself a strain. Sure. And actually, this kind of works because you did have some advantages earlier when you were shooting the uh, the water. So as you're shooting the water and you're missing, mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of grumbling to yourself like, stupid water cannon, why doesn't this thing have better accuracy? Um, you are, of course, a seismologist. So you mostly work in rocks. And one of the mm -hmm. things that you kind of notice is that there are very interesting striations in the rock that your water cannon has revealed. And one of the layers in there is a material called thermazakite, which is something I made up. <laughs> um, but when it's, it has a very potent exothermic reaction when exposed to heat. It's like magnesium. It's really hot, really bright. Um, and so if you could... If you could apply some sort of heat to that thermazakite, you could probably use it in some sort of way to either damage or distract the salamander. Okay. Um, does this pod have any kind of... The equivalent of rolling down the window to fire a blaster out? Uh, yeah, you could lower the... You could lower the dome. Uh, if I could uh, see or make a, a uh, educated guess as to where there's some thermazkite over on the other side of the creature from Dr. Okay. Try to shoot at that. Okay. So now that you know where it, or now that you know what you're looking for, you could also key in your sensors to do that. So if you want to use a computer check to like locate something, you can do that now. Yeah. Let's, That's a uh, two purple. Purple. Three. 
Then go okay. through that. You find a nice chunk of thermazakite exactly in the area that you need. Okay. Awesome. Uh, I'm going uh, to. Before you dome. do, though, I, enough time has now passed that I'm going to roll the salamander. Perfect. Randomization. What this salamander gonna do? What this salamander gonna do? Okay. Salamander starts sniffing around, looking for something. Um, and then stops, seems to become aware of something, and then makes a running leap across the chasm again to the opposite side, and seems to be heading towards sensor packet number two. Oh, can I, did the sensor, or the, yeah, the sensors on this pod reveal enough range that I could try to hit some of this stuff on the cliff that it just jumps and collapses? Oh, interesting. So you want to use the seismology data from the sensor packet and... Well, no, the sensor that, um, like when I just did the computer's check to find the thermostat. Um, well, you're looking at a new spot, so I'm going to need a new roll. Oh, do I have time to do that and still get off? Yeah, it's heading towards the sensor packet, so it's it has to backtrack a bit. Uh, success and four advantage. Okay. You have found a chunk of thermazakite. You have four advantages. What do you want to do with them? Um, I would like that thermazakite to be enough that if I do score a good hit on it with a blaster shot, that it's going to collapse a big enough chunk of that clip that uh, it is seriously inconvenient. Okay, doke. If then. So I'm going to do a ranged light. My blaster is medium range. Do I need to, to have gotten? Any closer? You're, you can be in medium range. That's fine. That uh, two? Yes. But I think I would say, is your light on? Probably not. Yeah. Black. You can aim. Okay. The two yellow, a green, a blue, two purple, and a black. Three successes, two threats, and a <laughs> All right. What does it look like when the Thermazakite explodes and the salamander tumbles to his death um it looks like a big old hot explosion um i it it looks like um if you've ever seen a video of ice calving off the side of a glacier oh uh-huh uh-huh apple that kind of it just seems to help like it, it's like whatever holding this flip side together is <laughs> but it, it kind of explodes and then implodes there is there is some bioluminescent dust then there is just an eerie silence beautiful the, the cliff is now a different shape there is no big ugly white salamander yeah also sensor packet 2 is is gone <laughs> Those are your threats. <laughs> sure. Packet two's kaput, but you know what? You killed the salamander. That is true. So you you breathe a uh, sigh of relief. You're able to now safely land the wobble pod and get to Dr. Dime. Yeah. Uh, do I need to do a medicine check to kind of slap? I, I, I picture myself more slapping him awake than uh, something like technically medical uh-huh. at first. It seems like what he would want. You're, you're not gonna. You're not gonna fire up a can of soup. I'm. Okay. 
That is what you want. <laughs> you push down the tab. You have to admit the stew the soup smells pretty good for a self-eating can of soup. It's quality stuff. This this ain't no 99 credit cent store soup can. It's not no instant ramen soup can. This is the good stuff. It's like the two dollar stuff. Uh, ooh. What uh what what is the aroma? So if it's Sullison spice, um, which as we know, Sullis is uh volcanic. So it's very pungent, um, sort of a sour and spicy smell to it. A little bit of a hint of sulfur, kind of a hint of miso, I think. Um, or more like a maybe even like a hot and sour soup. Open, but I'll take. Um, yeah, I mean, and then he's like, oh, oh, it's lunchtime already. What happened? Oh, just another day in the depths, old boy. Uh, see, uh, all right. The beast. Where's the beast? Taken care of. Well, down down below. Unfortunately, we did lose sensor packet number two. But I think with with the remaining four, uh, we should be able to get the data we need. Uh, that's incredible, Doctor Dusty. Amazing! You bested the beast in its own game. Are the remains of Buddy? Anywhere nearby and or oh, no, that, thing is, that thing is <laughs> oh. that thing is splinters. It's like <laughs> unfortunately it was not without cost. Uh, our our mechanical friend has uh is sung his last song it were. We shall mourn him properly when we have returned to the to the research station proper. Do you feel up to placing the other sensor pack? Um, Could we, uh... Nothing, uh, nothing a quick drink of soup won't uh, fix. A bracing gulp or two of this Celestine stew, and I'll be on my way to completing our mission. I would also like to try Excellent. It. Um, although, this is a bit embarrassing, but it seems I've wet myself while I was unconscious. <laughs> You're not going to tell him you shot him with the water, can it? <laughs> I would really appreciate it if you didn't. Well, he he knew that was he knew that was the plan, right? <laughs> I guess like that's that, true because he did he's not putting two and two together at the moment. I guess I didn't put two and two together. <laughs> yeah, I'd really appreciate it if you didn't tell anyone about uh, this. Perhaps we can craft a slightly less embarrassing version of this tale. I do want to give credit where credits due, but. Perhaps I was pinned under a rock. Your secret is safe with me. After all, adventure is your middle name. Yes, and my PhD is in danger. <laughs> and so, as the two scientists toast to their self with their cans of soup, we fade up and up out of the depths of Coruscant and back out into the outer planet where the teeming trillions of lives continue on in their individual stories. Hooray! You did it! Huzzah! That was fun, you killed, you killed the beast with wits alone. Were you expecting that? I was hoping for it. 
that is what that's what I was okay. hoping for. Um, I'm glad it worked. I'm glad it worked. You know, when you get told, uh, and and I like this sort of a challenge when you wrote that you wanted to do sort of a mental player, you know, a, a, an archetype mm -hmm. that isn't really battle focused, but it's also not very social focused. Um, you know, there's sort of a challenge to like, well, well then what do you do with with that? That's interesting. Um, and so I thought, you know, put a physical challenge that really nobody in the area is equipped to beat. I mean, the stats on this monster are ridiculous. Um, it has a wound threshold of 44, <laughs> a soak of six. <laughs> like, even if, if you guys tried to blast it down, it just would not have happened. <laughs> like, it just would not have worked. Right. Um, so... You know, the only way to defeat it is to out outsmart it, and so I'm glad that that that's how it played out exactly the way we wanted it to. So, so thank you. This was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you uh, taking your time to yeah. join me on this episode today. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, I, I was to be honest, I was half expecting to uh, have the adventure end with my death and the PC of season five. To like find find me or something. <laughs> like uh, you'd be an audio log side quest where you like you find yeah. the, <laughs> the the data and oh listen to this poor sap what happened to him the, the zero dawn machines there, are coming yeah, there you go <laughs> uh, do you have anything to plug or shout out I really oh um mostly just uh yeah. It, Anybody with kids, make sure that they uh, play music. That's my whole thing. All right. So, indoctrinate your children into music. Do it. Do it now. Um, as for the rest of it, it's all the same. You know the drill. It's sillzero.com. Patreon.com slash sillzero. Um, you know, there's bonus stories, access to the Discord, and now, of course, gets you on the priority list for... Uh, participating in Coruscant is cracking if that's what you want to do and of course thank you Chris for being a patron for so long I really appreciate it um, and let's see Twitter's still going at SillZeroChris and at IngDaydreams I don't use it that often but you know you can still message me through it um, I think that's all for right now so until next time may the force be with you end of episode